Welcome to That's Good Sports. I'm Brandon. If Twitter were allowed to control the NFL, Adam Gase and Mitch Trubisky would have both been fired today, Perna. Adam Gase, the only coach so bad he loses to the Dolphins, which in turn lost him any friends he still had left on the sideline. What's worse, losing to the Dolphins in 2019 or winning as the Dolphins in 2019? I guess Harvard doesn't teach you tanking, does it, Ryan Fitzpatrick? The worst part, though, of watching the NFL is that I am no longer shocked by terrible roughing the passer calls. Even this does not surprise me, or anger me, or depress me. I expect it, and I am now an NFL sociopath, feeling nothing every Sunday like a godless slob. That's what officiating has done to me, and I don't don't even care that Christian McCaffrey crooked-grinded his way into the end zone. The Dolphins... Their win will get more attention than it deserves today as we power through early Sunday NFL football here on That's Good Sports. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good. Support for Blue Wire comes from Manscaped, who is number one in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past, because Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. And don't use the same trimmer on your face as you're using on your balls. That's just nasty. Manscaped also has the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits. Why are you not putting deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code BLUEWIRE at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use code Blue Wire. The Texans kicked the shit out of the Jags 26-3 over in London Town. Gardner Minshew made his international debut, and between him and Deshaun Watson, I have never seen two quarterbacks refuse to be sacked like these guys. Watson sidestep pressure here like the UK keeps sidestepping Brexit. Seriously, how hard is it to change your name from England to Brexit? Watson, of course, played with one eye, or one minorly swollen and Terminator red eye. His injury actually makes him nearsighted, which is why he had to throw such a short touchdown pass to the biggest target on the field in Darren Fells. Duke Johnson plowed his way into the end zone at the end of the third, and I mean plowed in the most violent way possible to give Houston an insurmountable lead that would cause Gardner Minshew to throw a ton of interceptions. To be fair to Gardner Minshew though, his receiver Chris Conley was covered by Garyon Conley. That's pretty fucking confusing. Carlos Hyde had a career day in the best 58-yard run to not result in a touchdown we've seen since last week with Nick Chubb. And if you remember, Dabba Sweeney compared Deshaun Watson to Michael Jordan way back in 2017, and that was before Watson developed a gambling problem. This last week, John Gruden did the same, and I finally get why. 
It's Air Watson, now sponsored by Popeye's Chicken. I tell you the key. The key is it was the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwiches that I ate this week. The Bills defeat the Washington Potatoes 24-9. Agent K, a Patreon donor, wanted more Bills coverage. So Agent K, for your $12, you get more Bills coverage. Consider this your big dick shout-out, Agent K. Buffalo continues to look like a dangerous team against subpar competition. Josh Allen and Cole Beasley connected to take an early 7-0 lead. Quinton Dunbar, one of the few bright spots on that Washington team, gave up the touchdown. Beasley jumped into the stands and completely disappeared into the Bills Mafia. That's like going into the opposite of witness protection. And he returned to the field with an uncontrollable thirst for booze and breaking shit. Devin Singletary finally looks healthy and should be a fantasy pickup if any of you picked him up before week one and then dropped him like nobody I know. With Dwayne Haskins starting for the first time, all three first-round QBs have started a game this season. The Potatoes' philosophy of let's just get this shit over with by letting Adrian Peterson carry the team and simultaneously running down the clock was right on par for this game. I do have one question, though. What exactly is the LeBron James play? Is that when you move to LA to make movies, sell out to China, and not win games? That's not a very good play, but safe to test against Washington, I guess. Adrian Peterson proved being broke is a huge motivation to play well at his age. I do credit Dwayne Haskins for getting this game over quickly, limiting everyone in Washington's suffering to under two and a half hours. Very thoughtful of you, Dwayne. The Chiefs barely beat the Vikings 26-23. Stephon Diggs continues to honor the angels of the gridiron for the Minneapolis miracle by dressing in all white. Unless that's just Adam Thielen. Speaking of superstition, Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday for Jesus, but Stefan Diggs has chosen a darker path, choosing to cast hellfire and brimstone onto his bowels with the Popeye's spicy chicken sandwich cleats. Wearing food on your feet? Stefan, that's dangerous. Are you trying to give Rex Ryan a heart attack? Because if you do and he dies, you will be held responsible. I will never get tired of Rex Ryan feet references. A picture may be worth a thousand words, which is a nice way of saying it's worth zero dollars, but Kirk Cousins in this picture, sliding two yards short of the first down marker on third and six, that is worth 84 million guaranteed. The Chiefs are sure glad to have Chris Jones back, a freakishly strong man who bull rushed the Vikings line into a Kirk Cousins self-sack. Cousins has played so well lately, I figured I needed to criticize him to keep it up. My effort was too little and too late, even with his three touchdown passes. Damian Williams will be the only player in NFL history to score a 91-yard touchdown and be the guy nobody is talking about on that play. Overshadowed by Tyreek Hill and his blazing speed at 22.6 miles per hour, and I am pretty sure that's not even full Tyreek Hill speed. Hill may actually be fast enough to outrun his off-field issues. And in a game with Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey, it makes perfect sense the star was Harrison Butker, kicking four field goals, including a game winner from 44 yards out in a Chiefs victory. Shockingly, of all the people to get sponsorship deals from Popeye's Chicken, Andy Reid was not one of them. Oh yes, it's your featured game of the week, the Dolphins 26. Jets 18. Don't be fooled. Miami still is the worst team in the NFL. 
They are the only organization dumb enough to not even realize this win will cost them everything. Why are you happy? You lovable idiots, why are you happy? The Bengals are now in the driver's seat. Driving a jalopy so dangerous, not even crash test dummies will ride shotgun. But they do now have the best chance of receiving an extreme makeover via the 2020 draft in Tua Tagovailoa. To a Tega, 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 Tega team who needs a quarterback. Uh, I blame every Jets problem on Adam Gase, including Sam Darnold's eight picks since beating the Cowboys and an exhausting amount of ghost references well past Halloween. It should be noted that the Dolphins are undefeated since acquiring Aqib Talib, the true difference maker on that team. Now the Steelers apparently called the Jets about Le'Veon Bell before the trade deadline due to the James Conner injury. Is that the equivalent of drunk dialing your ex when you learn your new girlfriend prefers munching turf to scoring with you? If anyone is going to get your girl to switch teams, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. I dated a girl who only ate plants. I think we call them vegetarians. Everyone has been talking about Nick Bosa, and nobody has mentioned the guy drafted right after him in Quinnen Williams, both because he plays for the Jets and because he hasn't done shit. Playing the Dolphins will fix all of that for any defensive player. He got a sack in this game, and it turns out that ignorance killed the Jets. They thought they found a team they could defeat. The Dade County Community College flag football team masquerading as the Miami Dolphins. Fitzmagic was out there doing everything he could to ensure his services will be needed by some desperate team next season. His goal of playing starting QB for all 32 NFL teams before the universe collapses in on itself is right on track. After throwing three first half touchdowns and watching the Dolphins defense pick off Sam Darnold on the goal line, Fitzmagic's tank mode's instincts kicked in. He switched over to Fitzpatrick, got taken down for a safety after fumbling the snap, paired with the Jets' field goal, gave the Jets five points right before halftime. But halftime is where you make the adjustments. And for the Dolphins, those adjustments are figuring out everything that the team is doing well and then ditching that for plays that don't gain yards. But they forgot even how to do that. Not properly executing your game plan to lose and your halftime adjustments to definitely lose isn't even enough to lose to Adam Gase. That is a game he plays better than you. Three touchdown passes against the Jets Miami, that is too, too many. Especially when Sam Darnold has not trying locked the fuck down. Dolphins receiver Preston Williams nonchalantly stiff-arming two would-be tackling Jets on the same play makes this the first time in human history a guy named Preston was not on the receiving end of a fist to the face. A loss for the Jets means that everyone's favorite unhirable head coach, Greg Williams, is primed to become an interim head coach for the second team in two years as Adam Gase looks to huff something out of the nearest first aid kit to numb the inevitable pain of getting fired after losing to the team that just fired him. The Eagles beat the Bears 22-14. Matt Nagy came into this game having learned nothing from his poor decisions. And that is how you know he is the manliest of NFL coaches. Men don't learn from their mistakes. They make them repeatedly until they are dead. 
Yep, that sums it up if you're a Bears fan. Their offense literally would have been better if they didn't even play for the first half. This is against the Eagles defense, most known for having one of the worst secondaries in the NFL this season. The tweet of the week, though, has to belong to John Boys, who pointed out that the Bears offense was averaging 2.3 inches per passing play through one half of football and followed it with this. Even if you're reading this on your phone, this tweet is probably longer than the Bears' average yardage per passing play. And for the first time in That's Good Sports history, I can say the Bears' offense is less average than my penis. Shut that shit up! And yes, That's Good Sports is a family show. The team that curses together stays together even if they lose. Well, maybe not everyone. Is Matt Nagy on the hot seat? Chicago is ready to tie Nagy and Trubisky to a pile of trash and set them afloat on Lake Michigan. Anytime Chicago can say, you're Michigan's problem now, it is a win for the Windy City. Steelers beat the Colts 26-24. Pete Carroll gets all the NFL gum-chewing credit, but he ain't got shit on Steelers special teams coordinator Danny Smith. Good God, Danny. Which backup QB did you think would throw the first touchdown pass in this game? Mason Rudolph or Jacoby Brissett? Trick question, idiots. It's Brian Hoyer. One play, one touchdown, one weird year where every backup not named Luke Falk is awesome. Right now, the Colts think Jacoby Brissett injured his MCL, has an MCL sprain, and they're not sure to the extent at this point. Who would throw the second touchdown pass? Hoyer or Rudolph? Another trick question. It was Hoyer with the 96-yard touchdown pass to Minka Fitzpatrick and the Steelers' defense. Every good and bad thing that happened in this game was because of Brian Hoyer. He threw a pick six, he fumbled, went 17 of 26 for 168 yards and three Colts touchdowns. And Steelers' fullback, Roosevelt Nix, was tackled by Malik Hooker in this game. That happened. The last time a Roosevelt was this close to a hooker is when Teddy Roosevelt visited a brothel to celebrate his victory in convincing Congress to fund the Panama Canal. That's history, people. And so are the Colts' playoff chances if Jacoby Brissett's injury is serious. I've always liked Adam Vinatieri, but after he made a game-winning field goal against my Broncos last week, missed a game-winner against the Steelers this week, and basically helped the Patriots win three fucking Super Bowls, I now hope he retires. The Panthers beat the Titans 30-20. to Now, if you're a fan of Cyan, which is just a fancy, fancy way of saying pretty blue, this game is for you. Also, if you're a fan of wide receivers destroying their quarterback stat line, this game was for you. Christian McCaffrey has a nose for the end zone, like Michael Irvin had a nose for cocaine. McCaffrey scoring a touchdown is a certainty in life, just like death and taxes and women pretending to enjoy sex until they tie the knot. McCaffrey is so used to scoring touchdowns that he might be getting a little too confident as he was chased down from behind like a real Carlos Hyde. Kyle Allen bounced back after a rough outing last week, added by an amazing catch on the sideline from DJ Moore and three touchdowns from the whitest knight of the offense, Christian McCaffrey. A win for the Panthers means they are still in the driver's seat for a wild card in the NFC and that Cam Newton can officially join his local bridge club and impress all of the old ladies with his brand new shawl while his foot heals. 
properly. And those are your NFL games from Sunday early. I'll have the late games and hopefully a Patriots loss up as soon as possible Monday. Please subscribe here on YouTube. Big shout out to at TJ Carpenter Show for helping me right through this, grind through this on Sunday morning. You can follow TJ on Twitter at TJ Carpenter Show. I'm on Twitter at Brandon Perna. This is your daily NFL podcast of That's Good Sports. It's football that's good.